0: So in these verses we learn about Fir'aun's oppression against the Bani Israel. What his plan was, and that was to eradicate the Bani Israel, to control them, to oppress them. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had a completely different plan, and that was to bring power to those who had been oppressed. To make them the leaders and not those who were subdued. To make them free and not those who are imprisoned. Now, We see over here that the whole plan of the freedom of Bani Israel, how they were rescued, began with the act of a woman. And who was this woman? Who was this lady? The mother of Musa salam. That how she was told to not just let her baby be slaughtered, but rather hide him as much as possible, and then when she's afraid for his life, she should put him in the river. And she should rely upon Allah and believe in His promises because Allah has promised to keep this boy safe and also make him amongst the messengers. Now we see that the mother of Musa had she kept her baby with herself, what would happen? The baby would have been killed sooner or later because that is what Fir'aun had decided. And the best way of preserving her child was to give her child to, to who? To Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then we see over here that when she put the baby in the river, the baby, this is baby Musa alayhi salam, he ended up where? In the house of Firaun. And how is it that he ended up over there? That from the river, it was the family of Firaun that picked him up, that found him and that picked him up. And when they picked him up, that is where the downfall of Fir'aun and Haman and their junood began. And Allah says that, Kanu خاطئين, they were deliberate sinners. And remember that the word خاطئ is used for a person who is at fault, a person who is in error. And these people, Fir'aun's people, they were sinners, they were disobedient. Meaning they were deserving of this outcome. Which outcome? That they suffer from a huge decline. They were guilty. Because if you think about it, what is it that Fir'aun was doing? he was having children killed. And is killing children not a crime? Is it not a crime? It is a crime. Likewise, he had basically enslaved the Bani Israel. He had restricted them in an open air prison, as they say, because the Bani Israel had no freedom. Right? They had no freedom. Even over their lives, they had no control. Imagine if a woman's child is pulled away from her and slaughtered. Not even this much freedom. So this is also a crime. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala punished Fir'aun and his people because of the crimes that they were committing. كانوا خاطئين They were sinful. Now what happened? When Fir'aun's family picked up the baby, of course when they saw the baby, they recognized him to be from the Bani Israel. Because even when a child is really young, you can tell from which ethnicity the child is. Right, And over here we see that because of this great social divide that existed in this nation or in this place, people were very quick in distinguishing between others. That who is from us and who is from the others. So immediately they recognized that this baby was who? He was from the Bani Israel. So Fir'aun, he wanted that the baby should be slaughtered. But what happened? In ayah number 9, Allah says, وَقَالَتْ And she said, who said Imraatu fir'aun the wife of fir'aun the wife of fir'aun she said qurratu 'ayni li walak qurra coolness from qaraar 'ayn of eye meaning this child is so beautiful that he is a coolness for my eyes coolness for my eyes meaning a source of comfort of the eye for me meaning the moment i look at this baby i feel delighted And it's amazing how you will find even the most grumpiest people, I mean a person who could be in a very grumpy mood, when they see the face of a child, what happens to them? A smile comes. Isn't it? I notice this a lot because whenever I go out, I like to actually have my children with me. Because when people look at me, you know, all of a sudden they're like, oh my God, a Muslim woman. Whatever is going on in their head. But with the children, for me the attention goes to the children. Right? So, it happens that when you look at the face of a child, any child, period, you know, it is a source of comfort. Now, Musa A.S., Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about him, وَأَلْقَيْتُ عَلَيْكَ مَحَبّةً minni," That I cast on you love from me. Meaning, Musa A.S. was especially lovable. Meaning he was just very attractive as a child. You could not help but love him and just draw and be drawn towards him. So the wife of Fir'aun, when she saw the baby, she said, I mean, I love to even look at this child. He's a source of comfort for me. And for you. Meaning, as if she's saying, come on, don't you think he's cute? Don't you think he's adorable? I love looking at this baby, but come on, you also like this child, don't you? Admit it, Fir'aun. So قُرَّةُ عَيْنِ اللي وَلَكَ And this also means that he will be a source of comfort for me and for you. لَا تَقْتُلُوهُ She said, do not kill him. Do not kill him. أَسَىٰ أَن يَنْفَعْنَا Perhaps that he will benefit us. Meaning if we look after this child and keep him, he'll be a source of happiness for us, a source of delight for us. And if we raise him, you never know. He might be of benefit to us. Our or We can take him, meaning we can adopt him as a child. He can be our child. Allah says, وَهُمْ لَا يَشْعُرُونَ And they did not perceive. They had no idea about Allah's plan, about what was going on. Now, what do we see over here? It is said that the wife of Fir'aun, she did not have any children of her own. It is said. Allahu arlam. Even if she had children, Allah knows best. But even if a woman has children, okay, when she sees an innocent child, her heart is drawn towards the child. Right? And why is it that a woman, I mean, she'll have one child, but why is she ready to have another one? And then another one. And then another one. Right? It's amazing. Why? Because women, they have this thing within them, this love for children. And we see that the wife of Firaun, because of that, she wanted to keep Musa alayhi salam, and Firaun, he actually agreed. He actually agreed. Think about it. Firaun wanted to kill this baby. But because of what his wife told him, what happened? He changed his mind. From killing Musa, he came down to adopting Musa salam as his own son, as his own child. He was ready to do that. What changed over here? What is it that changed his mind? It was his wife. And we see over here that the way she's expressing her feelings, right? it's all about her and, and them together. right? I like him, you like him. He's a source of comfort for me and for you. Maybe he will benefit both of us. You know, this child will complete us. He will bring comfort to us. Right? Now, you see women, they have a lot of strength. Okay? And what is that strength? Their convincing power. And if a woman uses this strength that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given her, then she can convince a man like Firaun also. I mean, think about it. Is there any more arrogant person than Firaun? any more arrogant than him? No way. Any more oppressive than him, and rude and selfish than him? Because many women, they say, oh, my husband is a different case, you know. He's totally different. And it's sad that many women will actually think like that about their husbands, or say such things about their husbands, that he's very selfish, or he's very arrogant, he doesn't care about me, and blah, 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 and and so on and so forth. But what do we see over here? That the wife of Fir'aun manages to convince to do something that Firaun has never done. You know, he's making an exception here that he's never made before. He's making an exception over here. Now, a woman's strength is what is misunderstood to be her weakness. And what is that? It is her emotions. Alright? Her expressing her feelings, her desires, even shedding some tears. You know, there's no harm in that. You see, Many women, they think that if we express our feelings, we are showing our weakness. right? I have to be strong. I have to be just like a man because we are like a bad copy of a man. So I have to be like a man and because of that, I cannot express my feelings. I have to show that I don't need him and I don't need anybody. I don't need children. You know, I'm fine the way I am. And inside, she's upset. She's crying. In the night, she's crying. She's unhappy. We see that expressing You know, when a woman expresses her desires and her wishes before her husband, this is not a weakness. Because when a woman will tell her husband about what she wants, right, without telling him how and when and all of that, when she's telling him about what she wants, she's giving him the opportunity to feel accomplished. How? That he will give her something that she needs alright, he will provide her something that she needs. And as a result, when he will give her, how will he feel? I'm the best man. You understand? I'm the best. Men are just like that. They just need to feel accomplished. Like, I'm the boss. Okay, don't get me wrong over here. Don't think that I am against women's rights and and all of that. No, we have the rights of men and we have the rights of women in our religion. And it's the best balance that is there. And we see that in the name of feminism or or whatever, we have forgotten our own reality and we have forgotten the reality of men. We try to ignore the psychology of men and we ignore the psychology of women. We see over here that the wife of Firaun is just telling her husband about what she wants. I want this. And you think Firaun doesn't want to feel like a man... In his family? Of course he wants to. Right? Fir'aun wants to be acknowledged as the one who is powerful, as the one who has authority, as the one who is providing, as the one who is taking care of his family. He wants to have that feeling. So this is why she says, You spare the life of this child because I want him. Now we see over here that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created a means of protecting Musa alayhi salam. How? Musa is in the house of Fir'aun. And Allah protects Musa in the house of Fir'aun. How? How? Through the wife of Fir'aun. The feelings that she has for Musa. This is similar to how the Prophet ﷺ, Allah protected him also in Makkah. In Makkah. Where he lived amongst his enemies. How is it that Allah shielded him, protected him? Through Abu Talib. Abu Talib who was not a Muslim, but because of his love and care, you know, concern that he had for Muhammad ﷺ, he protected him, he shielded him. So what's the lesson over here? That the one whom Allah protects, then he is safe even in the mouth of the enemy. Even in the midst of the enemy. Why? Because he has Allah's protection. Now what happened? Musa alayhi salam was safe, but what about the mother of Musa alayhi salam? Wa and it became fuadu, heart of Ummi Musa, the mother of Musa. How did it become farigha empty, fara'ain, afrahati dalu? What is dalu? A bucket, a container, and afra meaning he. Overturned it. Now, when you turn a bucket upside down, what's going to happen? Hmm? It's going to become empty. Right? Even if it was full with water, it's all out now. Now, when it's all out, the state of the bucket is FARIGH. Alright? When you have poured all the water out of the bucket, what is the state of the bucket? FARIGH. So, FARIGH is basically vacant, empty, like drained. So the heart of Ummi Musa was empty, became empty. Empty of what? Of all else but the thought of Musa. All that occupied her mind, all that occupied her heart was only who? Musa a. And this is what happens to a person who is in huzn, in grief. That a person cannot care about how much they have slept or how much they have not slept, what they have eaten or what they have not eaten, what they're wearing or what they're not wearing, right? They cannot care about anything except what they are sad about. Just think of a mother who has lost her child, who does not know where her child is. Just think about what she's going to go through. وَأَصْبَحَ adu ummi Musa فَارِغًا Her heart became... Empty drained she could only think about musa she couldn't think about anything else in indeed Kadat, she was near latubadi surely she would disclose tubdi from ma mauna right to reveal to disclose so in la ladi bihi of him with him meaning she almost disclosed him. Him as in Musa Meaning his matter, his affair. What does it mean by that? That she was so worried and concerned that it was difficult for her to hide her feelings. She was at the verge of disclosing about what she had done with Musa alayhisana. Tell me something. When you're sad and you're trying to hide your feelings you can do a pretty good job until a certain point. What happens then? You're just sitting and you're like, you're staring into nothing and somebody says, you okay? Right? Are you okay? When your heart is farid of everything else except for what you're concerned about, that concern is pretty obvious on your face. Isn't it? And sometimes, it doesn't just come on your face, it comes on your mouth also. That you cannot help but tell somebody. Share your feelings with someone. Share your worries and your fears with someone. This is why it's so difficult to keep secrets. Isn't it? Because as long as you have a secret, it's like you're hiding something, it's difficult to keep it. You want to disclose it. Now over here, the mother of Musa salam, she also wanted to tell those who were around her that she had put her baby in a box and the box was in the river. Now where is that box? And... Perhaps this is referring to that when Musa a.s. was taken by the Fir'aun's family, and she learned about this, that my child is in the house of Fir'aun, just imagine her fears. My child is in the house of Fir'aun, he's gonna be killed in no time. So in this state, she was about to lose herself. She was about to let this out, that that child was actually hers. Would there be a problem if she... Let this out. What would that problem be? For sure, Musa would be killed. For sure. Because then Fir'aun would know that this was a trick too. Save this Israeli child. Right? So, in كَادَ لَتُبْدِي بِهِ So what is it that calmed her heart, calmed her fears, and enabled her to keep the secret with herself and not disclose it? لَوْ If not, أَنْ that رَبَطْنَا we bound fast. We tied firmly. على قلبها, on her heart. ربطنا, from the root, ربط, ربط. What does Ribat mean? rabata basically is to tie up, to fasten. Ribatul Khail is to keep horses ready. How? That they are trained and then they are tied so that as soon as someone wants to come and ride a horse, they can just come and ride the horse. Right? الْقَلْبِ Because over here, رَبَطْنَا على Kalbiha, We tied over her heart. What does it mean? Tied over her heart. رَبْطُ Qalb Is to have confidence. To have focus. To be unswayed by emotions. To be unswayed by emotions. You see, when you're worried, when you're worried, can you focus on anything? Can you? No. You're constantly distracted by your Worries. Isn't it? Like for example, a person could be driving even, and if they're worried about what's going on at home, or what they have to do, or the exam that's coming up, can they focus on driving even? No, they cannot. Right? Stress, overall, what does it do to us? What does it do to us? If you are worried and stressed out about something, hmm? yes, you are farig of everything else, and you are only thinking about what is causing you stress, But because of that stress and worry, can you focus on anything? No, you can't. People may be talking to you, but you're distracted. Right? You're basically distracted. You cannot enjoy dinner, you cannot enjoy even the TV show that you're watching, you cannot enjoy the work that you apparently love. You can't enjoy it. So over here we see, Rabtul Qalb is to have that focus and that calmness, that, that strength in the heart, that you're all together. You're not falling apart. Everything in your life is not falling apart. So, لَوْ rabatuna رَبَطْنَا عَلَىٰ قَلْبِهَا And this is something that we should ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for. That, O oh Allah, You tie my heart firmly in times of grief, in times of sadness, in times of worry. That when I cannot handle my own situation, I cannot even handle myself, you, you help me, you keep me together. Kuna, So that she would be minal muminin of those who believe. Wasn't she already a believer? She was already a believer. But this experience made her stronger in her iman. This experience of giving her child in the protection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and keeping the secret for the sake of Allah, and not letting it out, relying completely on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is something that increased her in her faith. Now, this ayah clearly shows that this was not an easy experience for the mother of Musa. It wasn't easy. It was very difficult, emotionally draining. But Allah says, لِتَكُونَ مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ As a result, she was of the believers, meaning she was of those stronger in faith. Yes, this is the result of turmoil. This is the result of stressful situations. That if we have gone through them properly, if we have really succeeded in the tests that Allah has put us in, then what will the result be? Stronger in faith. Closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. لِتَكُونَ مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَقَالَتْ لِأُخْتِهِ And she said to his sister. Ukhtihi, his sister. Whose sister? The sister of Musa. Meaning when she put him in the river, okay, when she first put him in the river, she told the sister of Musa, Quslihi, you follow him. Qusli, from the root letters, Qafsadsad. Qasaya Qusu is to follow, to go after someone, to be in their footsteps. Follow the track. So Quslihi, follow him, meaning watch where he ends up. See where the baby ends up. Meaning as you see the box or basket, whatever it was, moving in the river, watch where it goes. So what happened? Fabasurat bihi. Fabasurat. So she saw, meaning she observed. She watched. Bihi with him, meaning him. Fabasurat bihi, meaning the sister of Musa kept watching him. I'm From a Junub. Junub meaning distance. From the root letters Jim Nunba what does jump mean side all right jump literally is the side and from this is the word junub so junub meaning one on the side one that is away one that is at a distance okay junub is also used for a person who is in the state of major impurity right meaning they are far from the state of purity so in order to pray salah they don't just need wudu, they also need a they also need a ghusl. Right? Because they are far from the state of Tahara. Wudu alone is not gonna do it. You understand? So Anjunubin, عَنْ Anjunubin, she watched him from a distance. Okay? لَا يَشْعُرُونَ while they perceived not. Who did not perceive? Firaun and his people, his family. They didn't realize that they were being watched. By who? By a little girl. Alright? And this also shows that she was just watching him, you know, without them realizing that she was watching them. You know, just she was, she was just going about her normal self, without really sitting and watching like that. Just what this is, right? Many women have a habit of doing this that they'll just go in the living room as if, oh, I'm just cleaning up, really cleaning up. No, you're just you're checking what a person is doing on the iPad and what the other person is doing on the computer, especially mothers, right? You know what I'm talking about? So, فَبَصُرَتْ بِهِ عَنْ جِرُبٍ وَهُمْ لَا يَشْعُرُونَ So the family of Fir'aun had no idea that this girl was watching them. Now what happened? As she's watching them, what does she see? That now the baby is safe. Musa salam is safe. But a baby, what does he need? Food and sleep, right? And a change, change of diapers basically. These are the three basic needs of a child. And of course love and attention, right? So what happened? وَحَرَّمْنَا عَلَيْهِ And we had forbidden on him. Forbidden on him. Forbidden as in made impossible. Okay, حَرَّمْنَا عَلَيْهِ On Musa salam, It was forbidden in the sense that he was prevented from المراضع. Maradir is a plural of murdir. And who is murdir? Remember, we read this word earlier? Hmm? That murdir is the woman who is nursing a child, a wet nurse. Over here, murdir refers to a wet nurse, meaning a woman who would nurse him. So, harramna alayhi al All wet nurses, all women who could possibly nurse Musa alayhi salam. He was prevented from them, meaning he would not nurse from any woman. Any woman, and maradir is also the singular of the word marda, and marda is the place of suckling, meaning the breast. So haramna alaihi almaradir min qabl before, meaning no matter who tried to nurse him, it didn't work. He wouldn't take anyone's milk before, as in before he was returned to his mother. So what happened? they were desperate to feed him. Just understand. Just imagine the scene, the chaos that is being created. Have you ever seen a baby crying? Have you ever seen a baby crying? And the mother for some reason is not there. Right? What happens? One person tries to burp the baby, another person tries to distract the baby, another person puts the finger in the mouth, or gives a binky or something. (laughs) You know, something or the other two. Keep the child, to stop the child from crying. But does it work? It doesn't work. Now imagine, one woman after the other, the baby has refused. And if a baby refuses, for example, a bottle, you cannot feed, you can't force feed a baby. You cannot force feed a baby. It's impossible. I remember my daughter, I tried feeding her rice cereal. Okay? It was such a bad failure on my part. Such a bad failure. I mean, I'm putting it in her mouth and she's... She's spitting it out, spitting it out. I was like, is there some way of just inserting it in her mouth? No way. Failed miserably. And she never had rice cereal. I think she just didn't like the texture or the taste. I don't know what it was, but she just didn't like it. And that's when I understood that you cannot force feed a child. And if a child is hungry, and that baby is not eating either, what do you want? Just any solution. Just give me anything. So what happened? When the sister saw the family of Fir'aun panicking, فَقَالَتْ She said, هَلْ أَدُلُّكُمْ Shall I tell you, shall I inform you, أَدُلُّ, from, we have done this word earlier also, shall I direct you? Dalil is evidence, and an evidence leads you, directs you to a conclusion, right? So أَدُلُّكُمْ Shall I direct you, عَلَى upon أَهْلِ بَيْتٍ the people of a house, meaning, shall I tell you about a family? Yakfulunahu, they will look after him. They will be responsible for him. From the word kifala, kifala is to look after, right? To be the guardian of someone. Like Zakaria alayhis salam was the kafil of Maryam. So they will look after this baby. Lakum for you, because clearly you're not capable of looking after this baby. Right, you haven't been able to look after this baby, so you need somebody else's help. And I can tell you about a family that can do that for you. Wahum and they lahu for him nasihoon, ones who are sincere, meaning they're very nice people. They will take very good care of him and they will not fall short in his care. Now, if someone is given this offer, what would they say? Sure. And that's exactly what the family of Fir'aun said. Sure. Farada danahu. So what happened? The sister, she didn't say that it's going to be my mother, it's going to be the mother of this baby. She said, I know a very nice family, this lady, she'll be very good. You can trust them. So what happened? Musa alayhi salam was now returned to his mother. ila ummihi. We restored him, we returned him to his mother. So what does this mean? That the entire nursing period, Musa alayhi salam was with his mother. The mother was with her baby. Meaning the mother and child were together. How were they together? Either she came to the palace or he was brought to her in her house. Right? Allahu a'lam. Now it was well known that Musa salam was Israeli. He was from the Bani Israel because of his physical features. Right? Now he was adopted by Firaun and now he's being nursed by an Israeli woman. You understand? What a mixed identity. You know what I mean? Like he was such a good mix of both sides. You understand? He was from by Bani Israel, adopted by Firaun, and now he's being looked after by an Israeli family. You understand? So he was someone who had links on both sides taqarra Ainuha. Kay saw that. taqarra It would be cooled. It would be content. Ainuha, her eyes. Whose eyes? The eyes of the mother, meaning ummi musa. That when she would nurse her own baby, imagine the delight she would experience by seeing him. Walla tahzan. And that she would not grieve, meaning anymore. She would not grieve anymore. Because up until this point was she grieving? Greatly and so that she would know Anna that indeed Allah, the promise of Allah, it is hakkun, it is true, it is real. Allah definitely fulfills his promises. Because what was she instructed? You do this and this and this to your child, and what will happen? Khafi, tahzani, Inna Ilaiki. First promise was that we are going to return him to you. And the second promise was that we're gonna make him amongst the messengers. So over here, was the promise fulfilled? The first promise? Was the baby returned to her? Yes, he was returned to her. So Allah fulfilled the promise He made her. But she had to place her entire trust in Him. But most of them do not know. Meaning most of the people do not know that Allah certainly fulfills His promises. So what happens? Because of this ignorance, they do not believe in His promises and they do not rely upon Him. Now what do we see over here? Within a very short time, the promise was fulfilled. And if you think about it, the mother of Musa, she was told, ardi'ihi You nurse him. She nursed him, and then she put him in the box in the river, right? And Musa ends up in the house of Fir'aun. Over there, he doesn't take the milk of anybody at all, right? And then he is brought to his own mother, right? So how long do you think the baby was separated from the mother? How long was the separation? Just a separation between two nursings. You understand? Just two nursings. A woman, imagine, she nurses her child, and then she goes for an hour or two, and then she comes back and she nurses her child again. I mean, that hour or two, yes, it's heavy, difficult, but look at this time in between. It's so short. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fulfilled His promise so quickly. So quickly. But this entire time, she had to keep the secret and not disclose it to anybody at all. So over here we see وَلِتَعْلَمَ أَنَّ وَعْدَ اللَّهِ حَقِّ And this is something that we need to know also. That the promise of Allah is true. We must believe in Allah's promises. The Prophet وسلم said that Allah says that I am to my slave as he thinks of me. I am as my servant thinks I am. I am to my slave as he thinks of me. Meaning, I do for him whatever he thinks I can do for him. You understand? So, Ummi Musa placed her trust in Allah, that Allah will protect my child. Did Allah protect her child? Yes, He did. This is believing in Allah's promise. So always think positively about Allah, and receive a positive response from Him. Be hopeful in Allah, and you will not be disappointed. And remember that Allah's promises are for those who actually believe in Allah. Believe in Allah, meaning believe that He is true to His promise. Inna Allah la يُخْنِفُ mi'ad Meaning those who have faith in Allah. In a hadith we learn the Prophet wasallam said there are 40 good qualities. And the highest of them is giving a milk goat, meaning a goat that gives milk. Meaning giving that as a gift or as a charity to somebody. You understand? Like for example, one is that you give somebody some dates. Okay, they'll eat them and throw the pits away. But the best is that you give somebody something that is a source of constant benefit for them. The Prophet ﷺ said, "If anyone acts upon any of these qualities, okay, meaning any of these virtuous deeds, any of these uh, good deeds, he does them hoping for Allah's reward with firm confidence that he will get it. Then Allah will make him enter." Jannah This is a hadith in Bukhari So it's not just about Performing a good deed It's about performing it Doing it With this faith and confidence That the reward Allah has promised me For sure I will get it For sure Allah will give it Allah will not betray me Allah will not disappoint me I am doing this for Him And for sure He will reward me Because I am making myself sincere to Him. I am giving of my money for His cause. I am giving my time. I am praying. I am reciting the Qur'an. I am embarking on this good cause for Allah. And I have conviction that He will reward me. Then what will happen? What's the recompense for this? It's only Jannah. Nothing less than Jannah. Let's listen to the recitation of these verses.
1: وقالتِ مَرَأَةُ the قُرَّةُ عَيْنٍ لِي وَلَكَ لَا who are the تأخذه are وهم لا who is وأصبح فؤاد أمّ موسى فارغا who is the وقالت لأخته قصي فبصرت به عن little bit of a little bit of a فقالت هل it is that you are not alone. You وَلِتَعْلَمَ أَنَّ وَعْدَ اللَّهِ حَقٌّ وَلَكِنَّ أَكْثَرَهُمْ لَا
0: يَعْلَمُونَ Allah says, وَلَكِنَّ أَكْثَرَهُمْ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ Most people do not know that Allah's promises are true. Ask yourself, do I know? You know, this is why the some of the scholars, they would make dua that, Oh Allah, make me of the qaleel servants of yours. Meaning, those servants of yours which are few. So somebody asked that, why? What kind of dua is this? said, because majority of the people do not believe. Majority of the people do not have faith. Majority of the people are such and such. This is mentioned in the Quran. Over here also, majority of the people do not know. And it's the few servants that are grateful. Right? So he was making dua that, Oh Allah, make me amongst those few servants of yours that make me grateful, make me of those who know, who believe.